Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Just to set the standard and the direction and the bias we have on this channel, we are clearly on the Trump train. This has cost us in views and subscribers and animus and attack, but so be it. We are on the Trump train solidly since April of 2016 when I went and saw him at a rally and then later, right before November, volunteered on his campaign. Our bias is MAGA. Our bias is America first. Our bias, though, is not in the greatest president, Donald John Trump, in my lifetime. My allegiance is to God and the Constitution, freedom and liberty. Peace and prosperity, something that President Trump championed, fought for, and was successful in during his first term. Can't wait to have him back in in his second term. Now that you know where I stand, let's get into what's going on. I mentioned this yesterday, so I want to show you the actual tweet and the responses to this. Nancy Pelosi actually tweeted this out the day before yesterday. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law. <laughs> All right, let's just pretend she's being serious there, folks. And everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully, the former president will peacefully respect the system which grants him that right. Okay. Obviously, this is the exact opposite. This is bass backwards. We are innocent and to proven guilty. We don't have the right to a trial to prove our innocence in America. We are based on English law and law tradition. And our constitution and the American legal system is about being innocent until proven guilty. A defendant doesn't prove their innocence in our legal system. The government, the prosecutor, has to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the person they are prosecuting is guilty. The burden is on the prosecution, not on the defense. Luckily, interestingly enough, we have a reader-added context to this in the new Twitter Readers added context that they th thought people might want to know. Ms. Pelosi mistakenly says that Trump can prove his innocence at trial. Law in the U.S. assumes the innocence of, of a defendant and the prosecution must prove guilt for a conviction. With a link to Cornell Law School, a presumption of innocence means that any defendant in a criminal trial is assumed to be innocent until they have been proven guilty. As such, a prosecutor is required to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person committed the crime if that person is to be convicted. To do so, proof must be shown of every single element of a crime. So, you know, just basic law history of the United States 101. She was former Speaker of the House and she's uh, spouting this uh, Marxist BS. Nothing to see here, folks. That's just par for course. If you give enough time, these people will always show their true colors. Nigel Farage, yesterday, Pelosi says Trump must prove his innocence wrong. 
In free countries, that's not how it works. The Dems are now very dangerous indeed. I really like Nigel Farage. The Dems are not now very dangerous indeed. They have been very dangerous for a very long time, Mr. Farage. They're just now so emboldened by not being ever brought to pay the consequences of their treasonous, traitorous actions against America, the Constitution, and her citizens that they are no longer trying to hide behind the mask of fighting for our democracy and letting their pure Marxism flow through. Those of us with discernment have been seeing it for a long time. The shocking thing is just how they're just letting their masks fall off now. No one is above the law. Is that why, Nancy, why you've got a great trading record from inside trading and have not been brought to justice over that? Is that why, I don't know, Hunter Biden is still free and Peter Strzok got back his pension because no one is above the law? All right, we've beat that dead horse. And I'm not talking about horse face Nancy. We are a peace and prosperity channel here. Okay, this thing, monumental backfire. Coming out of the Trump campaign, the Trump campaign reported the outpouring of support from Americans after this new attack on President Trump. Mar-a-Lago, Florida. President Donald J. Trump raised over $4 million in the 24 hours following Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's unprecedented political persecution of the president and blatant interference against the leading Republican presidential candidate. This incredible surge of grassroots contributions confirms that the American people see the indictment of President Trump as a disgraceful weaponization of our justice system by a Georgie Porgie Sari Zorro-funded prosecutor. Most notably, over 25% of donations came from first-time donors to the Trump campaign, further solidifying President Trump's status as a clear frontrunner in the Republican primary. With an average contribution of only $35, uh, excuse me, $34, President Trump's 2024 campaign is funded by an unmatched coalition of hardworking patriots who are fed up with the special interest donors like Sari Zorro spending billions of dollars to influence our elections. Americans across all 50 states donated to President Trump's campaign within the first five hours of the sham indictment. Folks, again, this is grassroots. President Trump represents America. We saw this before. While all of the candidates were getting big money, and I'm not just talking about Democrats, I'm talking about Republicans as well. If and when you see Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis out there on the warpath, trying to take on President Trump during the primaries, please remember that Donald Trump got money from everyday Americans like you and me with an average contribution of $34, 25% of that, a quarter of those being new people that never donated before. And compare that to uh, the Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence uh, war chest, which is all going to be from the likes of the Koch brothers and other big establishment want business as usual status quo rhino Republicans. And once again, President Trump doesn't just face animus and pushback and the enemies of the Democrat side, but also from within. Which, when you look at that, 
It's just phenomenal what President Trump has been able to accomplish. If you go over to the Trump campaign site, a reminder of why we want President Trump and why the MAGA movement is so successful and this money was raised. Once again, peace and prosperity, economic prosperity for all, securing of America's borders. President Trump has been on this one since 2015, as well as that one, and he proved that he was fight for us on prosperity, lowering taxes, bringing down regulations so small businesses can thrive, securing Americans, America's borders by building a wall. And when the, the, the commie bastards in Congress who control the purse strings tried to stop him, <laughs> he thought outside the box, called it national security, and got it through military funding. Restore public safety because we know that the Georgie Porgie sorry DAs aren't prosecuting. That's all part of the design of the globalist uh, haters of America to make our cities unsafe. If you're worried about local criminals, you're not worried about the criminals in high places ripping you off. Peace through strength, the old uh, proven doctrine championed previously by the great Republican President Ronald Reagan. Reclaim free speech and dismantle the deep state. President Trump has been whispering and talking to people behind the scenes on what uh, some more information on what he plans to do in his second term. I will cover that later this weekend in a special report. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube so you can be apprised when that report comes out, probably tomorrow, Sunday. Okay, this is very interesting. Uh, John Cardio tweeted out on the 18th from New York law enforcement sources. Alvin Bragg isn't smart enough to orchestrate the Trump prosecution. He's an incompetent figurehead. He's not the one to watch. His deputy, Meg Reese, is behind this. She's a close, sorry operative and committed radical with significant global connections. Reese, or Rice, has, prob has probably had more impact on radical, weaponized prosecutors around the country than any other single individual. Okay, a couple of things here. I'm thinking it's Reese if it, or, or Rice. You can, you, you, all you haters who love to see me make mistakes, go down and correct me down below in the comment section on YouTube. You see what I'm doing here? Your interaction and your engagement actually helps me in the YouTube algorithm. So go ahead, do that down below. And some of you are probably caught on why every time Georgie Porgy's name comes up, I don't say it. Uh, others say it, and that's true. But this show is primarily watched on YouTube. You can also watch this show on Spotify or listen to it on all major podcasting platforms from Apple Podcasts to iHeartRadio uh, to Stitcher um, to Audible. But YouTube, I'm a black conservative. And when I mention Georgie Porgy's name, I have been demonetized and dinged for supposedly uh, bigoted comments because I guess when you call a person out for what they do and what they say, Marxist, big tech, always looks at that person's ethnicity or race and decides, oh, you know what? A black man who the Marxists always say we are marginalized. I don't believe that crap. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. But when a supposed victim like myself, a black man, points out the sins of a man who may be 
not wasp. They call that bigoted and they limit the reach of my episodes and they make sure that uh, I can't pay my bills with uh, ad revenue. So that's why we use funny names like Porgy and Sorry and Zorro for those of you wondering. And we do have thousands of new subscribers. Thank you for being here, folks. So let's get into uh, Meg Reese and some great reporting done over at the Gateway Pundit into her. Uh, the Manhattan DA chief assistant to Alvin Bragg participated in innovation and prosecution roundtables at Obama White House. Once again, these sorry Zorro DAs and legal experts are and have been deeply entrenched in the Obama White House because Obama too is an operative of said billionaire. In October 2016, by the way, big hug to all of y'all, all of my fella, fellow uh, deplorables, Trumpsters, Trump train riding MAGA. You know, you know the ones we, we they call us supremacists. Yeah, look at me. I'm a white. Uh, I, I'm white, right? No, of course not. I'm black. It's not about supremacy. It's about freedom, liberty. And guess what? Freedom and liberty are colorblind. Anyway, big hug to all of y'all. All of y'all. Coast to coast. From commie California, which is not as commie as most people think. Not the people, but the government has been corrupted. All the way to New York. I was born in New York and raised in the last half of my childhood in California. So I love both coasts, but they are lefty coasts and crazy. All the way down to my people in Florida and all the way up north to my Canadian brothers and sisters who watch this show as well. Big hug to all of y'all. I wish I could physically embrace each and every single one of you. Please feel that even if it's being communicated non-physically through zeros and ones digitally from my soul to yours. In October of 2016, the Obama White House co-hosted a roundtable with George-funded John Jay's College Institute for Innovation and Prosecution. All I want to mention is this. Meg Reese was executive director of the Institute and she was part of this. And the whole idea was focusing on how prosecutors are vital to criminal justice reform. And what are we seeing in the last several years, the last 10 years uh, since they did this? Uh, excuse me, uh, sorry, it was 2016, not 2012. Uh, what have we seen in the last seven years since they've done this? We've seen nothing but more activism from prosecutors. And this is a sum summary. Remember, this is the person, Meg Reese, who's behind Alvin Bragg's actions. The White House worked with the Institute of Innovation. This roundtable served as a launching point for the important work ahead. They let us know seven years ago that they were working on bipartisan things. Excuse me, on, excuse me, bipartisan, on partisan Marxist agenda. With input from elected prosecutors and criminal justice experts from around the country, we started a conversation about the role of the prosecutor in the 21st century. And the role of the prosecutor in the 21st century in America is two words, get Trump. Uh, Meg Reese's Twitter account was exposed. And what they found out that she liked and was all about anti-Trump stuff. From dump Trump, to Trump is a narcissist, to Trump is gone, 
that, that Trump is a bad president and a bad person, uh, that we need Elizabeth Warren, we need to send Trump packing. Uh, our votes did this, showing President Trump, uh, you know, Meg Reese saying, views are my own. But now um, she has been uh, exposed. Okay, let's get into the AP sources today. Saturday, Trump facing at least one felony case in New York. That's right. This is all about trumped up, pumped up misdemeanors. Former President Donald Trump is facing multiple charges of falsifying business records, including at least one felony offense in the indictment handed down by a Manhattan grand jury. Two people familiar with the matter told the Associated Press yesterday. Okay, so of course he's going to be formally uh, arrested, uh, excuse me, arraigned, uh, formally arrested and arraigned uh, on Tuesday in this case. The indictment remained sealed and the specific charges were not immediately known, but details were confirmed by people who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss information that isn't yet public. So we'll just leave it at there. This is just some leaks we'll know on Tuesday. And by the way, for those of you that have been here for a long time, remember when I used to get tongue-tied with anonymity. I just couldn't say that word sometimes. It would uh, it would tie my tongue up. I'm glad I've been able to master simple English words. For those of you around here, I'm half black, half Puerto Rican. So even though I'm college educated, uh, worked in banking and have a degree in economics, there are some words that just twist my tongue. And when they do, I'll just hide behind the fact that I didn't learn to speak English until I was five years old. Uh, being brought up in a Puerto Rican household with a Puerto Rican grandmother and mother, and even my black dad spoke Spanish, so there you have it. Okay, let's get into how Jim Jordan, James Comer, and company just owned Alvin Bragg. Okay, so Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg again pushed against House Republicans' efforts to investigate his prosecution of President Trump with his office sending a scathing letter Friday morning boasting about his indictment of Trump and accusing them of collaborating with Mr. Trump's efforts to vilify and denigrate the integrity of elected state prosecutors and trial judges and made unfounded allegations that the office's investigation conducted via an independent grand jury of average citizens serving New York State is politically motivated. Well, let's just go over to the damn letter, right? Because if once again, if you've been here for a while, you'll remember I used to do these segments called Documentation Beats Conversation. So let's look at this letter dated yesterday to the Honorable Jim Jordan, and of course, Brian Steele, the chairman, and James Comer. Dear Chairman Jordan, well, let's just cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. The committee lacks jurisdiction to oversee a state criminal prosecution. That is what they contest on page two, and they give their reasons for it. The committee's vague and shifting legislative purpose is insufficient. So they're arguing in this letter back to Jim Jordan and James Comer that they uh, the legislative purpose is insufficient, even though this is the same New York that wanted tax returns from President Trump and other things that had uh, and. Congress cooperated with all of this, right? But anyway, but this is where they screwed up. The DA's office uses limited federal funds to effectively fight crime and help victims. And then they go in here to say, our review of the office's records reflect that of the federal forfeiture money that the office helped collect, 
they did spend money on expenses incurred and related to the investigation of Donald J. Trump and the Trump Organization. In other words, if you go down a few pages, you will see that, in fact, they admit... Not volume. They admit... Our review... That federal forfeiture uh, money, which is money that they receive uh, from the Fed, federal uh, of money that they're able to get from criminals and what have you, was spent on expenses occurred relating to the investigation of Trump. Why is this vital? Well, as a House Judiciary GOP tweeted out yesterday afternoon, Bragg confirms federal funds used in Trump probe bolstering GOP investigation the breakdown here from Breitbart letting us know that when Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg office revealed to the House Republicans that they had used roughly $5,000 in federal funds toward the investigation of Trump or the Trump organization that this does give Jim Jordan and the GOP House jurisdiction to look into what's going on. In other words, as Representative Russell Fry puts it, federal funds equals congressional oversight. D.A. Bragg's letter rebuking Congress falls flat on its face. The funds, Bragg's general counsel Leslie Dubick wrote to three powerful GOP chairmen, Jim Jordan, Comer, and Steele, came from the Justice Department's Asset Forfeiture Fund and were used to investigate Trump and his organization between October 2019 and August 2021 before Bragg took office. Dubik also noted that the district attorney's office was enrolled in three federal grant programs, which allocated more than $2 million to the Manhattan office. The letter served as a response to the Republicans as they continue a tense back and forth with Bragg, whose office indicated Trump on Thursday is an unprecedented move who indicted, excuse me, <laughs> indicted Trump on Thursday. Examining the use of federal funds, which Dubik confirmed Bragg's office uses, is well within Congress's jurisdiction and helps the Republicans' contention that they are within their right to investigate the office. That's the bottom line. Jim Jordan, slam dunking, Yet again, uh, but using a, let's see if I can use a proper basketball reference. This is uh, Jim Jordan. Uh, this is a, a three on two, a three on three, if you will, between the GOP and Alvin Bragg's office. And just as Jim Jordan is going in for the, uh, let's say, layup and he doesn't, he's about to lay it in and D.A. Bragg's office tips it in the net in favor of the GOP. I don't usually do basketball or sports references. How was that? Let me know down below. See what I'm doing again? I'm getting you to engage with this video on YouTube, and that helps us with the algorithm. Okay, let's talk about federal involvement in this. This is huge, folks. So President Trump truthed out yesterday a tweet from, uh, actually a pair of treats, uh, a pair of treats? A pair of tweets from the great Paul Sperry. By the way, folks, you know, you know how funny, total aside, I'm going to go on, a, on a, a side here for 30 seconds. Wouldn't it be funny if we went back to ourselves like 15 or 20 years ago? 
for those of us, I don't know, older than 30, let's say over than 40, we went back to ourselves 15 or 20 years ago and started speaking in 2023 language. How confusing would that be to tell her to say, yeah, I read this tweet. I was texting. It's woke uh, uh, pronouns. I'm a he, him. I mean, our 20-year-old our, our selves would think that we came from another planet. If they only knew. If they only knew. Okay. ADD moment aside, getting back on track. Paul Sperry had tweeted out this a couple days ago, and President Trump brought it to our attention yesterday. Breaking, Hill sources say Democratic Representative Daniel Goldman of Manhattan, who prosecuted the first Trump impeachment and has been bragging to reporters about sabotaging GOP investigations. And then this, the second tweet, before Manhattan grand jury began hearing evidence, DA Alvin Bragg's wife, Hamila, retweeted a report that claimed that her husband has Trump nailed on felonies. Jamila Bragg has since locked her Twitter account. Again, here are the Paul Sperry tweets. Hill sources say Democratic Representative Daniel Goldman of Manhattan, who prosecuted the first impeachment and has been bragging to reporters, no pun intended, right, with the brag there, Alvin Bragg, to reporters about sabotaging GOP investigations of the Biden, has privately consulted with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg over indicting Trump. A congressman, a federal congressman, is helping Bragg and his case. Last year, last March, before a Manhattan grand jury began hearing evidence, Alvin Bragg's wife Jamila retweeted a report that claimed that her husband has Trump nailed on felonies a year ago. Of course, she's now since locked her Twitter account. This is, if you're not familiar with him, this is New York Congressman Dan Goldman. This is the guy that's helping them out. It's all hands on deck, folks. It's all hands on deck. But guess what? This is going to backfire. We're on the last parts here, folks. The Justice Department is irritated by Manhattan Day's indictment of Donald Trump because they believe hush money charges are weak and could damage more serious Georgia uh, Georgia um, issues and the January 6th probes. Donald Trump is facing multiple investigations and on Thursday was indicted in the first. Uh, anyway, we know that already. Uh, Justice Department officials are said to be annoyed by Bragg's indictment of Trump as they believe is a weak case, which has undermined the more serious legal probes Trump is facing. So serious that the Fed has not been able to bring a case. The reason why Alvin Bragg is doing this is because he's getting sorry Zorro, Georgie Porgy money. He is a puppet. He is doing what he's supposed to be told. Uh, Meg Reese is really the person behind it. And the Fed just hasn't pulled the trigger uh, that's a euphemism on indicting Trump. They're getting desperate and they had this puppet right here do it. He may be brown like me, fat like me and have a salt and pepper goatee, but we couldn't be on opposite sides. So the Justice Department uh, senior officials are not really happy about what DA Bragg is doing. All right, here we go. Representative Andy Biggs, my official statement regarding the deranged indictment of President Trump. Here's the bottom line. He's going to use every leverage to defund every single federal dollar 
from this prosecuting office. This was from a couple of days ago. Never in my life have I seen American institutions as weaponized against conservatives as they are today, the great Andy Biggs says. A leftist district attorney funded and selected by you-know-who has elevated a misdemeanor stemming from a minuscule accounting error into a felony due to his opposition to the former president's politics. Instead of focusing on the rampant crime in America's largest city, this rogue district attorney is abusing his power for political gain. He is further enforcing that America maintains a two-tier justice system towards conservatives. Alvin Bragg committed prosecutorial misconduct by reportedly hiding hundreds of pages of exculpatory evidence from this grand jury. I will use every leverage I have to ensure that every single federal dollar is rescinded from this office and to restore impartiality in our courts. Georgie Porgy, the Zorro guy himself and his hand-picked minion will long live in infamy for their corrupt bastardization of our justice system. Good use of the word bastard, Andy Biggs. I use it very often. Pretty much the only, I wouldn't call it a swear word or a coarse word perhaps that I use. But I want to end with this, folks. Since we're talking about the Fed involvement in all of this, Joe Hoft at the Gateway Pundit yesterday afternoon noticing that corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland remains quite silent and in hiding after these charges. What are the sneaky bastards really up to? Thanks for being here, folks. Like, share, subscribe. Don't forget to check out our second channel, uh, the BCP Report. The links to everything are down below, as well as my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Links to all of that are either in the description, the pinned comments below, or the podcast notes. I will have more reports for you throughout the weekend. Hang tight. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.